0: is your emergency broadcast system.
1: favorite host of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald has found Sasquatch and locked him away. That's right. (laughs) For episode 17, last week's guest, Dr. J, Dr. Jess, chose to go bald. And due to her great wisdom, you will all be happy to know that I... Mr. Bald is up four to two and hosting the show once again today. And before I introduce my Wookiee companion and our guest, <laughs> most importantly, our guest, I would like to remind everyone that if this is your first time listening to the show, you can go out to anchor.fm backslash biz with Beard and Bald and subscribe to the show and listen to the past episodes and future releases. And While you are out there, if you would like to help us and your business, you can hit listener support and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. So now let me introduce to you my hairy half, my Chewbacca (laughs) on solo, the man who is so hairy that cats take pictures
2: of him, the beard, Mr. Curfee Smith. Don't act like you're not impressed. Oh, hey, bald, good afternoon. Um, yeah, well, I don't think that last week's guest, Dr. Jess, really chose bald over beard. Now, if you remember, I, and if I recall, it was more of a sympathy vote due to the fact that you were both vertically challenged. So I'm not going to take last week's loss personally. It's just, you know, except that I fell victim to the lollipop guild. Oh, frickety-hoo. Well, as my partner <laughs> pops
1: up his tears with his face mullet, let me introduce you to our amazing guest this week. Our guest was first introduced to his passion at five years old, just out of diapers. (laughs) Through much soul-searching and life obstacles, and I don't mean when he was in diapers, he turned that passion into a career by going back to the original store where it all started. And what did he do? He bought it, folks. He now owns the largest independently owned running shoe store, Running Central. He also, and that's the largest in the country, by the way. He is also a partner in Shazam Racing, which helps your race grow and run smoothly by offering event timing, management, and consulting, as well as equipment rental. He manages some of the biggest race events in the Midwest. He is a Wabash College graduate. Hey, I played them in basketball. They were freaking awesome back then, where he started <laughs> as a cross-country and track athlete from Peoria, Illinois. That's Illinois, not Illinois's friend mr adam white welcome to hashtag biz with beard and bald
2: hey thanks for having me on fellas i appreciate it no this is great no we really appreciate it and um you know to have you on and we really appreciate you doing this because i know you have a great story to tell um but before we get too serious or at least i get serious uh do not fall into the trap of feeling sorry for my partner scott you know, and fall victim to his pity party when you have to make a decision at the end of the show. You know, despite his shortcomings in height and hair, he's very calculated behind his motive does and he does possess this uh what do you call it, Napoleon syndrome, you know. So yeah. Hey beard, you
1: know what? Check no. it out. So you can say all of that all you want. Um Napoleon this, short this, <laughs> not so hairy this, calculate this, motive that. But I'll tell you what our guest does probably know okay. is and you don't is the mirror mural on the original
2: store wall outside. Do you remember what that was, Mister Beard? The mural on the, the mural. on the original building at Running Central. Yeah, yeah. What what was on there? Were you on oh, there, bro? No, I wasn't on there, I but I was were. there.
1: No, nah, I was short enough to, to do the edits and and help you know paint a lot of the things on the lower level of that thing. Oh. But anyway, beard, you just you're always upset, you know, because the inevitable is going to happen. It is. And without me, the podcast would be a bust. A lot like that face of yours. And the only job you would get would be at a zoo. (laughs) But Mr. Adam, I would like to point out that besides us both sharing a similar hairstyle, just remember that at the end of the show, my friend. We both have
2: a passion for running and runners in general. Well, Adam runs well, Adam runs marathons. You run to the Chinese buffet. That's a little bit different, bud. Boy, that escalated quickly.
1: It's a pizza buffet, bro, (laughs) and I used to run my fair share of marathons, trust me. But anyway, Adam, before I let Beard poke fun at both of us, I want to tell our listeners that they can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher,
2: Anchor, and Pocket Cast. Uh, Don't forget, you can also find the full episode on the YouTube channel at ACS Executives. Well, I'm glad we don't host the show anywhere near your face because it would surely get lost. (laughs) Oops, I did it again, baby.
1: Yeah. But Adam, (laughs) here we go. It appears Beard's furry twin brother, Phil, was wrong about an early spring. What do you guys have going on at Shazam during this time of year? And since it's been a long winter up in the central Illinois, um, I'm sure you are excited to get spring among you. Oh, you
0: bet. As far as Shazam goes, um, we had a couple of years ago, we invested in a um, timing technology platform used for track and field. It's uh, FAT, fully automatic timing. It's used with cameras. Uh, it's much like what is done for horse racing and auto racing. It's not used on the roads or cross country courses, it's specifically used on the tracks. And being in central Illinois, Uh, where we have a smaller population than, let's say, a Chicago, New York, or Miami. Naturally, road racing tends to fall off a bit for us. And as uh, we were looking at our business and wanting to round out cash flow and continue to try to do a little bit more, uh, the easiest area for us to expand our business offerings into was track and field. And that was going to require that investment in an FAT system. Uh, and we did so a couple of years ago, and uh, that's allowed us over the last couple of years to acquire a number of clients. It's on the scholastic side of things and helping out kids and uh, in their athletic dreams is a passion for Brad and I, to say the least. So for us to be able to be servicing the track and field market here in greater Peoria and beyond is, uh, it's awesome. So that's what we've been doing right now. Yeah. Uh, indoor track season is on us. So fortunately, we don't have to be sitting outside freezing our tuchus
2: off. <laughs> well, that's really cool. It's cold out down here. I don't know what it is in Texas, but it, the high today in Georgia, it's only going to be like 50 degrees. So I'm I, I've got a coat on. We had, uh, we woke up this morning to negative 25 windchill. Man, that sucks. Oh, well, okay. Well, not, now, I, now I remember why he moved away, so.
1: We don't know. <laughs> that do we, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, hey, Adam, you look like you keep yourself in amazing shape. And unlike my friend who thinks he sees the rock looking back at him when he looks in the mirror, when in reality it's more like Vern Troyer. I'm not that. I'm big bang. How How do you do it with running two businesses, family, and dealing with inclement weather?
0: Um, I adjust my goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've,
0: I've had to be a realist over the years. Um, I don't compete much these days. Um, and uh, it's it's just, you know, what do I have the time to do? Right. Uh, Running is very important to me. It helps me psychologically. Physically, spiritually, emotionally. And uh, my days of being able to log with any consistency 50, 60, 70, 80 plus mile weeks uh, that's behind me for the time being. I have an eight year old daughter and um, she's my focus. My wife's my focus. And then I have to give to the businesses. So I'm content to do 25, 30 miles a week, uh, try to train for a marathon from time to time just by hitting long runs rather than capturing high weekly mileage and when i get out there i uh, just try to keep it crisp uh i don't believe in junk miles for myself if i'm only going to be able to get 25 30 minutes on the treadmill uh, i want to make sure that my heart rate gets up and uh i'm able to do something with that time so uh well, that's that's what i try to well, do
2: 25 and, to 30 miles is still in a week is amazing i'm lucky to get 25 to 35 yards so <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> you know. hey I guess it's all relative, right? right. You know, (laughs) when
0: when you spend several decades doing 75 to a hundred and then all of a sudden you're you're 25 a week, it, it, you know, it's it's all relative.
1: relative. And, and not without some, um, adjustment, I'm sure. And, you know, as far as we talk, you talk about spiritually Adam and physically and emotionally so forth. Um, when you, when you, I know from past experience, um, (laughs) not too recent but past experience you know when you, when you when you stagger back like that and, and, and realign your priorities and your goals um, at least for me you know I had to replace at least some of that exertion you know with, with other activities be that with my children um, I wish it was more with my wife than it was but um, or whatever else I, I could come up with but nonetheless before I passionately run after my wee whacker, um, let's <laughs> get down to business, Adam. You've already you've already started to talk about life balance and and adjusting and adapting and what I call Peyton Manning Omaha, Omaha. But you have owned Running <laughs> Central for over 11 years and Shazam Racing for over 7. Can you tell us a little more about those two companies individually, what exactly they do and then share with our listeners how you got into the running market and then if you did anything before that, I'm sure, you know, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, the monologue that, uh, you know, this started when you were five years old. So I'm sure you did a lot before you actually, you know, got into the whole running market and, and running central.
0: Yeah. Um, good questions. Um, running central to answer in, in order running central is a specialty uh, running store, outdoor, health and fitness wellness store. We're more than just a running store. That would imply that our only customers that we really target are runners. That's not correct. Um, Our mission statement is to help improve one's experience in this journey called life one step at a time. And that has no restrictions over age, gender, ability level, or what it is that the person's doing in their, his or her life, and what it is that they're trying to overcome so that they can move through life with a little more pleasure, uh, a little less physical discomfort, and a greater amount of joy. Uh, so that's that's what we do at Running Central, and that that mission evolved from the store that I had bought um, in 2007. Running Central had been around for 30 years. It was one of the original brick and mortar specialty run stores uh, that that came to market um, out of the 19. 19- 70s running boom uh, there were a handful of guys uh and i say guys and i'm not trying to be sexist but they, they they were men their wives allowed them to have a side gig uh that were really passionate about running and they loaded up uh, shoes in the back of their station wagon or car and uh they they sold shoes to their community uh, the one of the original owners of the store steve showstrom was one of those guys. He was inspired by a gentleman down in St. Louis who was doing the same thing and a gentleman in Chicago who was doing the, the exact same thing. And from there, he built a brick and mortar store. Uh, and then he and his wife, Joy Kessler, and then his business partner, Greg White, and Greg's wife, Janet, uh, owned and operated Running Central from that point forth. Uh, but very much their target was runners. There was a doormat on the, the floor. Uh, that we still have. It sits back in our receiving department. It says Hmm. for runners, by runners. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, But a lot of specialty run stores have, and I don't think that Running Central is any different. And honestly, I don't think it's any different than some of the challenges that we still face today. But stores that have running in their name sit at a competitive disadvantage because if the potential consumer doesn't regard him or herself as a runner, they might do the activity several days a week along with other things. But if they don't identify as a runner, why would you go to your local run shop? Right. You know, and, and specialty run stores can say, well, because we are fit specialists. And, and we are as an industry. We know how to fit people for shoes, whether they're running or not. The shoes that you're in are very important to your life's comfort. Our foot is the rim of a car and the tire is our shoe and we know intuitively as consumers that when we go out in a parking lot all the different tires and rims are not the same we know mm-hmm. when we go into Goodyear we know when we go into Firestone that I go into the showroom floor and there's lots of cool tires um, but I can't just have anything but we know that there's a, a little on the sidewall There's a series of letters, numbers, hash marks, that if I jot that down on a Post-it note and I put it on the counter, I say, that's what I have on my car. The specialist will tell the consumer, well, these are your choices. For some reason, when it comes to shoes, we forget that fact. And we think that we can walk into a store, point on the wall and say that one and say, this is my size and it's all supposed to work. Right. Eh, it doesn't work no that work way. way so no. yeah. now it, unfortunately it doesn't so we wanted to broaden our message expand and really show the community that we were more than a running store and that's what we've been trying to do over the last twelve years is really evolve our services product offerings to the community that we serve here in Greater Peoria so that we can be more than just pigeonholed right. as a quote-unquote running store we love runners i am a runner but not everybody is and if we've got skills that and services that can better our community as a whole it's our job to be able to make sure that the community understands what those are and that they resonate with those consumers so that's running central um shazam racing was born out of uh brad my business partner he and i ran high school cross-country together. He actually went to Peoria Richwoods and I was at Notre Dame. And then we ran in uh, college against each other again. He went to North Central College up in Naperville and I went to Wabash over in Crawfordsville, Indiana. Was it a and healthy, so our,
2: was it a healthy uh, competitive type of relationship between the two of you or did you guys oh, like each other? Oh, no, no. We totally got along. Yeah.
0: Uh, our our skulls, um, both in high school and college, were very competitive against one another. Um, but we shared... utmost mutual respect for each other and cheered each other on so no it wasn't one of those venomous rivalries uh (laughs) you know sure we wanted to beat each other there's no doubt about that but uh before the race high fives handshakes and afterwards you know bro hugs and high fives and more handshakes i don't
1: remember any of that love
0: (laughs) i don't remember that love either from you either scott so (laughs) (laughs) that's one of the beautiful things about running you know there there is all sports are great, but there is something special in the sport of running about that mutual respect and cross-team camaraderie um, that that's just magical.
1: Yeah, there was no magic uh, between beard and, and bald in high school athletics. <laughs> it was at entertaining
2: that. to watch, but <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> there was no high fives at the end. Or uh, I don't remember had, any bromance. Yeah. So... <laughs>
0: uh good stuff. <laughs> So, Brad and I found ourselves back here in, in Peoria, um, and our life's journeys had taken some similar twists and, and paths. We had fallen away from the sport, had come back to it, uh, had our own respective prodigal journeys, and uh, we both really wanted to do something to the event landscape here in central Illinois. We had some great events here, long standing events like the Steamboat Classic, um, but when you look at the other 51 weeks of the year, we felt that there was a lot of opportunity. And with events, uh, we felt that we could reach more people. Uh, we knew how the sport and the activity had changed our lives for the better. And we wanted to be able to share that with the place that we call home. So he and I started uh, adding events. Uh, he did it as just a labor of love, as did I at Running Central. Running Central kind of financed and stuff, and we didn't care. If the events made money or not, we were just happy to give back. And uh, as things grew, we looked at each other and thought, you know what? Maybe down the road, this would be an this this might actually develop into its own business opportunity. And one thing led to another, and the next thing you knew, we had timing equipment, and then the next thing you knew that there were um, a lot of not-for-profits and other organizations who were seeing what we were doing by adding races to the calendar, and they saw them as great vehicles for their own fundraising opportunities, and so that began to swell, and then those same individuals who had come to Brad and I for consulting, saying, how did you guys put on this race? Uh, Then they were asking us, so would you time it for us? Uh, So one thing led to another, and Brad quit his day job in 2014, and um, has been able to do this full time. And so we're both living the dream.
2: Well, there's some great points in there. One is, you know, I I think you you know you did something you love, and you really thought about making money at at the time, right? And uh, I think that's huge. A lot of people come to us and, what do I do for, you know, I want to run my own business. I want to, you know, be self-employed. What do i do and i said well what's your passion what do you love doing and figure it out and you know don't sit there and look at counting every dollar for every minute you spend on something at first get it right you know do it for the love of it you know help build a value for people and then people will start paying you whether you want you know one or two or not and one that Scott and I just, you know, we just have a spinoff company. We just started, uh, basically because we started this whole video content. We were just going to do webinars for ACS executives for people who can go on and do online training. And we got into the video content and the videography and all that fun stuff. And we put out a couple of fun videos because Scott has an athletic, uh, company on the other side of it, his, his, his business. And you know, so we decided, hey, let's throw out some couple, you know, athletic videos. You know, here's a registration video for a football team. And here's a uh, another, uh, you know, a fluff video for a, uh, a fitness gym in St. Louis. And all of a sudden we got someone, hey, can you do one of those for me? Can you do, you know, we just put it out there. We weren't looking to make any money off it. But now we're like, hey, maybe there's something here. And we both really love doing it and helping uh, these type of facilities and these type of businesses become better and grow. And, you know, again, it just, it just happens. So, so too often, I think people just try to find a way to make money and not really follow what they love to do. And I think that's important.
0: It's critical. Um, and what you got, your experience is, I think very similar to Brad and I's experience. It began with an authentic desire to make a difference. And like you said, do something that we were passionate about, something that we believed in. That's timeless. Um, and, and that authenticity really, I think, resonates, particularly in today's business climate, because there are a lot of people and there's a lot of businesses that didn't get into it because they really right. loved it. They just saw an opportunity to capitalize on yeah. where the market was. Um, and I'm not saying that's wrong.
2: No. But
0: when you come across those businesses where it wasn't born out of first and foremost making dollars, it just has a different feel. Yeah.
2: Well, and speaking of that, your dad was an entrepreneur, right? And he had one of the most successful orthodontic practices in central Illinois. Um, and actually, he was my orthodontist. And I just remember going in there. And uh, your dad had a way of just, I mean, you made, you made sure you put your rubber bands on because I saw him chastise some people. I mean, I i, I don't know if you remember the office. I mean, obviously you probably do. But, you know, he had all the chairs in this big, huge circle. And he just went around from one to the other. And you got to hear his conversations with everybody else. And man, he, man, you hear He would tear into kids if they didn't, you know, wear the rubber bands like they were supposed to, or the headgear, or were eating candy. I mean, he could call you out. He was really good at it. But you know, <laughs> Hell yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he was <laughs> good at home doing yeah. it. <laughs> uh, he,
0: he was mild uh, he was, <laughs> in the
2: workplace compared to he. He called a spade a spade. He didn't yeah, pull any he, But getting back though, he was an entrepreneur, right? Uh, he started his own business. It was very successful. Uh, do you think having a father who owned his own business, it gave you an advantage when you embarked on your entrepreneurial journey? And do you think that is a common thread with most entrepreneurs?
0: Great question. I want to touch on something before I jump into that, because it will tie in the reason that he called the kids out was because he did care. Yep. He knew he believed firmly that what a smile can do for a human being is priceless. And it, it If a person feels good about him or herself, the other things that he or she will be able to tackle in life with a greater amount of confidence, enthusiasm and passion is going to subsequently spill over. And he wanted people to be contributing members of society. And if you don't feel good about yourself and if you don't feel good about your smile, it will spill over into the rest of your life. So he was passionate about Mm. where that started. And a lot of kids don't see it that way. They don't understand. They take it for granted. They're not supposed to see it that way. Frontal lobe's not developed until they're 25 and they don't have the life experiences to understand what a smile can or can't do for a person. At the same time, he knew that the parents were making a tremendous financial investment in their children. And hey, guilty as charged. It's very easy to take my parents for granted. Um, And he wanted to make sure that his patients, the family system inside of there, that he was not there to milk moms and dads to stretch out a treatment plan because the kids didn't want to apply to it he was going to be very proactive in that treatment to see to it that the value and the results were able to be delivered upon and that takes a team from that standpoint and if he was going to be wishy-washy about it at the chair um then how would any of the parents messages have any impact through there so um he, he was very passionate about that for, for all those reasons. Um, you asked, and then how does that tie into? How does that help? Um, do I think there's an advantage with having a parent as an entrepreneur, common themes as far as that goes? You know, I don't know if there is a common theme. I know plenty of men and women who came from parents who were not entrepreneurs right. in what the trade was. And I know plenty who were as well. In my situation, acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. But I think the common thread in there to all parents is that even for a parent who might not be necessarily an entrepreneur in the fact that they own their own business, there is the entrepreneurial mindset of how they see their life's work and how they see the community in which they serve how they desire to make a difference, and how they live with that each and every day. How do they handle trials and tribulations? What do they do when they attain a success, whatever that looks like? And how do they pick themselves up in life when life gets hard and you got to find yourself back in the center of the ring. I think those are more of the greater entrepreneurial traits um, that I see in entrepreneurs. those are things that I certainly learned from my father
2: right. um, So it you know, was an it, advantage I mean you, you you think that is part of your DNA to help you.
0: Yeah, there, there's no doubt and being able to witness, him he had things that he did that were extremely successful um and make no mistake he tried a lot of things in business that didn't work out so well either and had large financial consequences to them
2: then you um, saw both and, right I mean, yes it.
0: i did yeah. and had to live with them at home i understand um the stresses that falling short um and, and you know, not getting the outcome that one had invested time, talent and treasure into spills over into life. Um, so I saw both of those things and I learned how to navigate those by watching him and my mom move through their
1: life's journey. Great. Uh, wow. That's pretty powerful right there. So, Adam, you know, um, I could go on and on and on about how and how often and frequent you've been uh, recognized by your community. Unlike my co-host here. Um, Unfortunately, he only gets respect from the monkeys at the zoo, but (laughs) um, you've mentioned uh, more than on one more, more than one occasion today already, how very important you believe it is to give back and give back to the community or the communities that uh, you're doing business with. They're doing business with you and so forth. Why do you think other entrepreneurs and business owners should follow that directive?
0: It's really easy. You reap what you sow. And um, the better opportunity that Running Central has at being successful, the better opportunity that Shazam Racing has an opportunity to attain its goals, directly hinges on the strength, the well-being, the vibrancy of the community that we serve. And if we're in a position to give back, then it is a responsibility to do so. When the tide rises, all ships float. And, and we need businesses to serve in a servant leadership role to be able to help and inspire the rest of the community at large on a consistent, regular basis so that we all, all of us who call our community home, can benefit and that doesn't help happen without giving back endlessly relentlessly we have to find a way to continue to do more and share the gifts that we've been given to the people that
2: we serve well Adam and you, you did that you bought a business in a part of the city it was struggling at the time right and then this little building um, and now Running Central and Shazam are the premier names in racing in Illinois, if not the Midwest and beyond. In fact, as we mentioned, Running Central is the largest independently owned running shoe store in the country. So, tell me, what is your secret to success? And maybe to narrow it down, what is the one thing you can point to that took you from this little building in a tough part of the city to where you're at today? I mean, was it digital marketing, advertising, customer service? What is the secret sauce?
0: Surrounding myself with a team of men and women who are smarter than I am and giving them credit, allowing I'm in the business of raising eagles and eagles have to fly. And when I can take myself out of the equation and create a culture and an environment that simply establishes some framework for consistency. And then I let my eagles do what my eagles do best. Everything takes care of itself. It's getting Adam White needs to get out of Adam White's way and let those men and women who I've been blessed enough to have on my team for the last 12 years, let them shine. Let them rock the mic and kick butt and take names. And without my team, I would have nothing. So I got that's that's the secret. We're a team.
1: I love that. Well, Adam, with success, um, you know, let's not anybody kid ourselves comes, uh, difficulties and, and even some shortcomings, uh, as well as shortfallings. Um, how often have you experienced failure, um, on this journey and what was the biggest obstacle if you could share with our listeners that you've had to overcome? And then, uh, if, if you could share with us how you did it.
0: That's a great question. Um, well, I've, I fail all the time. It's, uh, how many times during the day do I fall short? Do I stumble? Um, people ask me sometimes what, what I think I'm an, an expert on. And I say, well, I don't really know if I'm an expert on anything except for, uh, having a knack of trying to burn my own life to the ground. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, the biggest, uh, struggle that I've had, um, would honestly facing, uh, the fact that, uh, I'm an alcoholic and, uh, I'm in recovery now and, Dealing with alcoholism throughout my life when it was untreated and coming to the point where I I got sick and tired of being sick and tired and needed to make some hard decisions to better myself, to be the person that I believe that God wants me to be, I had to accept that I had a disease. And with that, um, that disease and the fractures in my life that preceded uh, the disease uh, were things that I was going to have to address and fix. And, uh, I had to clean up my side of the street. Um, and so, uh, I've, I've been sober now for three and a half years.
1: Congrats um, brother. That's awesome. That is good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been a journey. It's,
0: it's absolutely been a journey, but if I were you, you asked a very direct question and that would be the, the biggest struggle that, uh, haunted me throughout the majority of my adult life. And it's one that I'm fortunate and blessed enough to be dealing with in a healthy and positive way, um, today, uh, for today. And, uh, so, so that's, that's what I've been dealing with.
2: Great, great advice. Let's get a little taboo here and let's talk politics. And And you've been known to speak up in your community, Right. Uh, you've come out in support of the opposition, uh, several years ago in a highly contested and popular city council person in your business district several years ago, right? You scorpion woman. Uh, sorry, I lost that. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also been very vocal about a large piece of property and what to do with that in the heart of your community. Do you fear that speaking up publicly will hurt your business? Or do you think that the old saying of you must watch what you say is just outdated and maybe just a way to keep certain people quiet and tamed?
0: You know that's a great, great question as well. Um, I I think it's proceed with caution. Um, I don't think I don't subscribe much to everybody. Just because I have an opinion on something means that I need to have my voice heard. Right. Um, should I been, say it?
2: Yeah, you've you been know, passionate about certain things. Though I mean, you you come up. So with this, you're passionate about. It, you feel like you know, hey, that's okay to step up and say.
0: Yeah, pick it. it. Pick and choose wisely. Um, when I feel that there are issues that are impacting the community as a whole, um, that are, and, and it's not that I think all issues impact the community. Right. Which ones are most meaningful and relevant to me? Which are the battles that I feel that I may be in a position um, to have some influence on? I don't want to just be a talking head. Um, I I think it's important that if I'm going to speak out that I'm really coming from uh, a position that is knowledgeable and invested um, and with the opportunity to make a difference. So in some of those situations today, uh, I look at the issues that arise and if I hit those various check boxes. No, I believe that also I have a duty, an obligation to speak up and lead. I yes, I need to factor in and realize that there are going to be potential business consequences. You're never gonna please a hundred percent of the people in any environment, let alone today, when you start getting into political-based issues. Um, but that doesn't mean that I should be muted and walk around with a muzzle. Uh, we need leaders more than ever to speak right. up and to take a stance. And if I selectively pick a couple issues to take a stance on, and another leader selectively picks a couple issues to take a stance on, and and that creates a catalyst and a snowball effect, things get better yeah well, um, I,
2: yeah i think you bring up a couple of good points one specifically yeah you shouldn't be quiet especially if you're an expert in that area or something you're passionate about but two be educated about nobody speak, speak it out on everything if you're not educated about it and i think that's where a lot of people are missing these days and so you no know, good good answer yeah, and you
0: know those two issues that you spoke about. You, you know, the the one that brought me to the table was looking at a corridor of commercial activity that had gone dormant, and um, the the way the infrastructure was set up, things that had happened over the course of evolution to take that from a stretch of usable, what was once vibrant commercial property, and then became a thoroughfare and the consequences that it had, um, and people forgetting what it used to be and what the handshake agreements were supposed to be and returning that to the way in which it was because of the I-74 expansion project, Um, suddenly everyone forgot about what that agreement was supposed to look like 10 years before and um, wanted to just forget about it permanently. And I said, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. this isn't a good thing for the greatest good. It might be convenient for a handful of property owners who like the convenience of being able to drive 50 miles an hour down a set street. Right. But that doesn't influence our commu- that that doesn't help our community as a whole. And we have to look at the greatest good. So it was very important for me to speak yeah. up in that situation. And well, then that, the
2: other yeah, and I oh, pre- yeah, I appreciate the support of that. And while I did lose the race, but I we, I think we made enough noise." that it did change that corridor and it absolutely it, it, did. right and so why we lost the I, I say the battle the war was won on that because now you look at that corridor it is way different than it was ten years ago it's coming
0: back it's
2: absolutely coming back and the homeowners who were not happy
0: about the way in which it was going to return back to be um, most of their concerns proved to be short term yep. and traffic patterns have reestablished themselves the way they had been for decades and uh it's a win-win yeah so just regardless
1: regardless of political views adam um there's no taming that uh fringe on uh beard's face for sure but uh, (laughs) we have come to that part of the show that if i live closer i would definitely uh i don't know what i would do to uh to slow this guy down but uh (laughs) We need to take a break, listen to some of our sponsors, and uh, Beer can go, uh, I don't know, fix his axe to carry around. Uh, Or if anyone just wants a hipster doofus look, uh, maybe he'll come back in uh, that way, too. But uh, I'm going to grab a drink of water, and Adam, um, we're going to let... Uh Your favorite song, Whatever It Takes, by Imagine Dragons. Take us out to the break, okay? Sounds great, guys. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. With, run. Welcome back to Hashtag business. We are back after the break, and we have with us the Trailblazer, Mr. Adam White from Running Central and Shazam Racing with us today. Welcome back, Adam and listeners. And uh, are you having fun yet, sir?
2: But nothing has ever sucked more ass than this.
0: I am having a blast. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is a privilege and honor.
1: So, Adam, we we talked um, on the surface about some of your your past struggles, uh, most specifically alcoholism. And uh, I sure appreciate not only your candor, but your humility um, with sharing that with Beard and Bald as well as our listeners today. So first, and this is going to be a two part. First, I would like for you to elaborate um, if you would like to uh, about those struggles. Um, and then secondly, if uh, you could, what has been the highlight of your life so far? Um, because oftentimes those those for some may go hand in hand. Um, and if you would share some highlights, um, both business and professionally as well as personally, if you would.
0: A great question there. Um, and, and you're absolutely right uh, in this situation. My, my demon is my light. And as, as I say, uh, I'm a, a grateful alcoholic, uh, and that might seem hard for some people to understand, uh, the, the alcoholism was a result of me not knowing how to manage me. I was the definition of self-will run riot. Um, and I drank because of issues. Inside of me that I didn't know how to manage those feelings and those thoughts, whether that be a feeling, a thought, an experience of success, a feeling, a thought, an experience of failure for whatever that means. And I hate that term. Um You know, uh, if if the day was going to the left, uh, uh, let's deal with it by having a drink. If the day goes to the right, let's uh, deal with it by having a drink. It became the response to being able to manage feelings and thoughts that I couldn't manage in a healthy format that became a demon. Um, And uh, it, it was destroying me from the inside out. Uh, I I was the case of the ifs, Um, and yet. No, I hadn't lost my house yet. I hadn't lost my business yet. I hadn't lost my daughter yet. I hadn't found myself in jail yet. If I continued down that train, it was just going to be a matter of time. The only question was when. And, you know, I I look today and I see those people who are trying to get into a recovery-based program, and, and I see them say, by the grace of God, there go I. I'm no different than them. We're all the same. You know, we're struggling with the same things. So the, that, that was my, you know, that's why I did it. I didn't know how to manage life on life's terms. In spite of all the on-the-surface successes, I was all balled up on the inside. And and that was destroying me. Through the program of what I've discovered um, in my recovery process, I've learned how to process my thoughts, my feelings, how to rely on my higher power um, and accept life on life's terms. I've learned how to clean up my side of the street a little bit better than the way I used to manage and respond to it. And that has been the greatest blessing that I have ever been given in my life because through that I have a different appreciation for the life that I've been given and the work that my creator wants me to do here. Um, and, and with that, you know, that it's, it's being able to share my life with my beloved wife, my daughter, these two businesses that I'm blessed enough to have in the community that we serve. It's taken on a different meaning. And it's not that the meaning was shallow before, It just means that my understanding, comprehension, and appreciation for what it is that I'm trying to do, that God is trying to do through me, has just completely taken on a different dynamic.
2: Well, Adam, I'm going to interrupt you really quick. Yeah, let me—because I think this is going to lead into the next question that I wanted to ask. And and i heard you say, and I've seen you write about the word purpose. Tell me about that. What does Adam— and running Central's purpose, what drives you and your company every day?
0: To do the next right thing, to do the best that I can with what I'm given, and to show people that I care. Uh, I want people, this is, a life is beautiful. It's hard, it's not always fair, but it's still beautiful. And I've been given an abundance of blessings uh, from God. And and that's not without, again, trials and tribulations. But if I can be any source of light and inspiration and share those blessings with a person today and help lift them up the way in so – the same way in so many other countless people have helped lift me up at various
1: times, that's my purpose. Wow. So what I was going to say in, in, in that – friends we're taking a detour let's take a walk on the wild side um and you know for those of you who have listened to the show for those of you who have experience with podcasts and interviews and guests you know you you can throw out whatever scripts you think are here on the show beard's a character bald's a character adam's a real (laughs) live person so bald's gonna step out of character for a moment and um you know, Beard, you just kind of piggybacked, and and you were right; these go hand in hand. So, um, I'd like to continue uh, this path and this journey down our detour, friends, um, with Adam and Beard. And so, Adam, I'd like to know this from you: um, a- as a man, uh, a Christian, as a believer, what uh, what role has your faith had in your recovery? A- and if you could share with us a little bit about that, but then also um, and this is what I believe ties into, you know, what beer just asked you and how you answered it. You know, uh, it's, it's best to be resourceful. Um, and when we talk about abundance, we're not talking about abundance of resources, right. But unfortunately with, uh, recovery, uh, oftentimes, you know, having, having those resources, um, can mislead our resourcefulness. So if you could speak to, um, and again, I know this is coming from left field, but a little bit about your faith and how that has uh, impacted you and, and your loved ones on this journey uh, to overcome these demons, as well as um, what your belief is in terms of, you know, resourcefulness over resources.
2: This is going to be a great answer, but that was the longest question in the world is <laughs> a little bit long winded. He doesn't translate very well into our generation and his jokes are terrible.
0: Uh, um, I will try to answer that as succinctly as I possibly can. Faith, what role has it played in my life pre-recovery, post-recovery journey? Um, It's been everything. Uh, It's been absolutely everything to me. When I came to the walls of the treatment center that, that helped me out, um, I was not necessarily in the same position that some of my other brothers and sisters were in. Uh, it's not uncommon as I came to find out that many people who struggle with alcoholism and addiction have, uh, deep faith crises. And for good reason, um, I s- never stopped believing in God. I, I always believed in God, um, But what was pointed out to me at one point was someone said, Adam, I believe that you do love God. Do you believe that God loves you? Man, that put me back in my chair. And I couldn't say yes to that because when I looked in the mirror, I didn't love me. I saw a person who was overcome, overwhelmed with shadows. I was dealing with a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. I had a low self-esteem. Um, no different than, as I came to find out, a lot of other men and women who struggle with, with addiction and alcoholism. Um, I felt shame for what I had done and ashamed of who I had become. And how could God love somebody as terrible as I felt about myself. So um, that that was a hard part. So uh, I had a faith, but I it wasn't complete. I had to and have had to work with all, around all of these issues. And it's a lot of work and I'm still working on it today and I will continue to be working on it tomorrow. It's one day at a time. I didn't build this bird's nest um, overnight. This happened and was woven over decades and it's going to take time for me to continue to unravel it, to come to peace with it. So it's a journey and it's progress, not perfection. So I don't want to give any misconceptions here, any misgivings to anybody listening that I'm by any means cured. I'll never be cured. I once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. I have the opportunity for 24 hours. And in all of this, I every day seek to come to a better understanding of myself and my relationship with my higher power. Wow. Without what role does faith have for me? It's everything. I have a power problem. My disease is bigger than me, and I tried everything in my own resources to my own devices to be able to overcome it. And I failed at every one of them. So if my disease is bigger than me, then I need to find a power bigger than my disease that can help me find peace. And the only power big enough to do that is God. And with that, if I'm going to deal with this shame blame cycle of crap that plagues me and many people in the program, that, that I have to learn. I got to heal. I got to forgive myself. I got to deal with these fractures. I got to make amends with people who, who I have harmed. Um. And I've got to look into myself and come to believe that I am worthy of God's love. So, and, and that is what will give me the power to be able to live another day clean and sober. So faith is everything for me in this process and it's something i have been working on and will continue to work on today and god willing i wake up tomorrow it's something i'm going to have to work on again then well wow. amen
2: That that was that was deep um so I, I think every successful business has something at its core that makes it tick and uh and we'll start joking some more here unlike this podcast my, <laughs> uh, my court ticks me off more than makes us ticks but if i were to ask you what is the most important part of your business is it hr culture operations executive management financial management how would you answer that and why culture it's culture culture eats marketing for lunch
0: culture eats hr for lunch culture Eat systems and processes for lunch. Make no mistake, all of those things are vital and they're important. But I believe that how all of those things, what they're born out of, how they are maintained, how they are executed, directly links back to the fundamental culture that exists. When an organization – and I can only speak from my experiences, those businesses that I've worked for and the businesses that we try to – Cultivate and develop here in Running Central and Shazam Racing, culture, everything stems from culture. And when that culture is vibrant, when it's healthy, when it's positive, when it is life-affirming and life-changing, then all those other facets seem to fall into place a little bit easier. It's a massive game of Tetris. There's a lot of moving (laughs) parts in business, as we all know, and when the bars, when you don't get a complete bar and and those rows start adding up and you get further in the game and the pieces start dropping all the further, it's a lot harder to maneuver across the board. I liken that to culture when your culture is clean and consistent and it is it it seeks to serve as opposed to being self-serving then that screen on Tetris tends to be a lot emptier. The pieces move slower and it's easier to find that everything just fits a little bit cleaner. Right. Great answer. So, yeah. So I, I, I'm a firm believer in culture is paramount.
1: Well, Adam, I know, um, through the most of the show, it's very difficult to even understand my Wookiee companion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this has been amazing, and you've been a great guest. But before we let you go, we do want to play a Word Associate game with you, if you would let us do so. Um, we ask our guest 10 questions, and you will respond promptly with the first thing that comes to your mind. Would you like to play this game with us?
0: Let's dance, dickweed.
1: <laughs> I would love to play again. Here we go. All good. right. All right. Here we go. Favorite food? Favorite food. Sushi. Favorite athlete? Um, Steve Prefontaine. Oh man, free, free baby, Steve. Oh man, soldier. Aliens, real or fake?
0: Uh, in my mind.
1: <laughs> Celebrity crush.
0: Oh. <laughs> Uh, good question. Uh, I'm going old school, back from, from my time in high school and late uh, grade school,
2: L. McPherson. She makes me feel kind of funny. Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. Nice. Good one.
1: That is a good one. S.I. Favorite song to run or work out to? Favorite.
0: Uh, white zombie, more human than human. Nice.
1: You're business role model besides beard
0: (laughs) business uh business role model besides beard uh would be chris hartner owner of naperville running company okay
1: what would the title of your autobiography be
0: finding adam
1: love that love it. what fictional family would you be a member of (laughs)
0: the adams family
1: (laughs) and of course number 10 your favorite podcast you have ever been on as a guest or listened to beard and bald
2: (laughs) i deeply regret that there we go oh adam we really enjoyed having you on and sharing your story and your journey and this is thing this went way deeper than i thought it would go but well, this has been an amazing show, so thank you for playing along and sharing this journey with us. We'd love to have you back if you want. Anytime, to. guys. Yeah. And, but before we wrap up the show, is there anything you want to plug, or what's coming down the road for Adam White running Citral or Shazam? Anything big coming down the pipe?
0: You bet. Uh, effective. effective. Oh yeah! Uh, all businesses have to evolve. They have to be relevant. We have to make sure that we have emotional resonance that connects to the community that we're serving, and uh, so we're changing Biz, our.
2: Is Biz with Beard and Ball going to get a lowdown on something? Are we, we going to.
0: This is be... your first public announcement. You guys oh, get it. Okay. changing our name really? we will now be known as rc outfitters outfitting your life
1: love it
0: wow
2: st <gasps> damien's beard
0: yep so check us out at rcoutfitter.com um for our story and what we're trying to do for the community here in greater peoria and
2: beyond that's huge. That is huge news because running central—that's been the name of the business for since day one, right?
0: Since 1977. Wow. And we're not losing our roots. We're not turning away from running. Hey, we're still RC, but uh, we've got to make sure that we connect to all of those non-runners. Um, our apparel assortment has grown so much over the last five years since we moved to downtown, and we sell dresses, we sell denim, we sell sweaters. If you don't think you're a runner and you're not going to come into running shoes to be fit for your athletic footwear, why would you think that Running Central sells a dress, denim, Lifestyle pants or anything else? I don't think it's a reasonable proposition to think that the our our customers would make that connection We've got to make sure that our name really Personifies that which we are and and we have evolved so much over the last 12 years And we need our name to catch up with the evolution of services and offerings that we've been providing our community for quite some time now
2: Well, there you have it biz with beard and Ball fans Running Central is changing its name to RC Outfitters, and that's at rcoutfitters.com. I am so happy to get the lowdown on this. Thank you so much, and congratulations no, it, to you.
1: That's Outfitter, right? Singular?
2: Is
0: the, the URL is outfitter.com, but the name is RC Outfitters with okay. an S.
1: there you go friend huge huge news wow now some back to some other huge news adam before we let you go as we mentioned earlier in the show wow that rhymed and i'm a poet and i didn't even know it scotty's on fire we ask one more question at the end of the show depending on what our guests pick beard or bald the answer will determine who hosts the podcast next week and at the end of 2019 curfee will not (laughs)
2: We'll have to not only shave off his beard, but also shave his head when I went No, Adam. wait before you answer that Well, I see you do share a common hairstyle with Scott, you know I have noticed you do sport the facial hair and you do it very well and and Might I add you do have an amazing beard and that you rock that like a real man In fact, if I know if you search deep down That if you personally you'd want to be blessed with a bald head or an amazing beard you would not want to lose that natural repellent to alligators, beer, bears, or wild animals.
1: So yeah, a be- repellent re- repel to women, Adam, as well. <laughs> well, well,
2: Scott, <laughs> what, you, what you call a beard, my friend, I call it an automatic triple. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so uh, let's, you know, so so Adam's about to hit a home run, friends. What's okay. it going to be, beard or bald, Adam?
2: Gentlemen, uh,
0: Scott. Uh, I love you, man, but I gotta go, beard. Um, <laughs> I lost the hair a long time ago, and I left my beard. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't, but um, I I love the beard and rock it any chance I can get.
2: Uh, you know it, you know it. He's the deck man, real <laughs> <laughs> City council meetings, uh-huh. old community friends, and now beard lovers. There we go. Well, before we go, <laughs> I just want to remind everyone to subscribe to Anchor or subscribe to us at Biz with Beard and Bald. then share it with your friends <clears throat> on all your social media pages.
1: And while my co-host chokes on some more no hair from that chin of his, don't forget while you're out there, if you want to feature your business by sponsoring a future episode or help support the show, all you have to do is hit listener support and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of any of our episodes.
2: Yeah, again, thanks, Adam, for joining us today. You can find rc outfitters at again like i said RCOutfitter.com. uh and if you're in peoria illinois stop in there and get the royal treatment at 311 southwest water street and i assure you that you've never had experience buying your athletic gear like this anywhere else so listeners
1: we want to shout out and thank you again adam for joining us today and there you have it friends another show is in the books but Have no fear. Beard and bald will always be here. So until next time, friends, same bald head, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald. Remember, stay bald, stay beautiful, and have a successful day.
2: hey hashtag biz with beard and bald fans we hope you enjoyed today's podcast it was brought to you by acs executives let me ask you something as an entrepreneur or business owner are you tired of struggling with running your business do you feel you could drive more revenue improve your profits and run more efficiently if you had a little help well you're not alone and there is a solution for you like many small businesses as the owner you wear a lot of hats and why wouldn't you You started this thing, so you were very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.